Hello. Hello. Welcome to the Book Club Haters Book Club. A podcast where we discuss the books we love and otherwise. I'm Tia. I'm Noor. <laughs> it's so hard. We're actually recording away from each other, thousands of miles away. And we're this is a new thing and we have no idea what what how, how other people do it. And I don't know how the quality is going to be like uh, you'll get what you'll get, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you have to settle with what you have, lah. Um, so how are you? How's your reading? I think my reading's been a standstill over the past <laughs> month. <laughs> I'm sure it's the same for you. <laughs> hey, don't assume things about me, yeah. But also, it's true. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I read a lot in May. Uh-huh. Um, I think, like, I read over... 20, 20-ish books. Is it because you miss me? Yeah, honest to God. Like, Tia left in, like, when did you leave? In April, was it? I left in May. You left in May, yeah. right. As soon as Tia left in May, I, I just, like, I need to fill my time with something. And apparently that something is books all the time. At one point, I was just, like, one book a day or sometimes two books a day. Oh and God. I had to, like, revise my reading goals twice now it's 120 books per year wait how many books have you read so far this year um i think i'm not quite sure now um let me check checking checking oh i've read 66 books (laughs) (laughs) i've I've, honest i've only read 20 so far this year (laughs) there we go yeah my initial goal was like, I think 35 or something. <laughs> no, I think you had 20, 30 books at first. Okay, 30 books. And then I just like yeah. reached it within like the first two months or something. Yeah, and then you kept increasing <laughs> it. And then you kept increasing yeah. it. And do you now think you I'm can at 120. Hit... Okay, do you think you can hit 120? I think so. If I, I mean, I didn't read much. I think I read like four or five books in June mm-hmm. and my Goodreads still say read two books per week for the rest of the year to complete your challenge oh, I think so I think I'm good you'll you'll be fine yeah I'll be fine I don't think I can do <laughs> yeah, any how's your reading? of that shit I'm bad <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a lot of books that um, I've opened I've read halfway and I just haven't completed but I will finish them I just haven't gone around to... Because they're the kind of books... Which I'm, I read it now and then suddenly halfway I'm mm-hmm. like... Oh, this is not the book for now. This is a book for another time. So like, when that happens, do you read from the beginning? Or do you just pick up where you left off? Oh, fuck that. I'm not going to read from the beginning. <laughs> I don't know. What if you like forget? No, okay. Like, like, okay uh, the books that I've been trying to finish for like maybe a month or two now there's two books first is the Jin falls in love which i read two months uh-huh. ago already that's a short yeah. story book so that's fine uh-huh. i i definitely think i can just pick that up any time laha and then and there's another one which is about um uh it's called i'm a joke and so are you by robin inns oh wait you finished the bright test i did i want to talk to you about that <laughs> Yes, because exactly. you told yes, me yeah you told me don't read it it was okay it was fine and did I, I say don't read it i think you said meh it was meh it was meh yeah yeah, yeah. It was meh. are we talking about it now um uh, 
do you want to talk about it now? Yeah, I kind of do. <laughs> okay, okay. Did you just reread it like okay. yesterday? I didn't. Actually, I have not reread it in a while since the what? first time I read it. But uh-huh. but I changed the rating um like yesterday or something. Yeah. <laughs> because I realized that I keep thinking about it every day. Wow. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I was like, okay. So initially, my rating was a was a three out of five. Yes, right. And so then I, I asked meh. you, it was just like so, why? So. Yeah. And then you said it's fine if you don't pick it up. I think yeah, I I I kind of still agree with that. If it's like it's fine if you don't pick it up, if only because it's not a continuation of a story, ah, so it's right. not like completely relevant. But I I do think now that it's actually a good book like not just averagely good but like slightly better than average book. i think it's brilliant yeah. i think it's absolutely brilliant <laughs> okay can you like tell me why okay first of all kai is such an interesting character kai is the main hero he's autistic and he is really mm-hmm. convinced that he is unable to love because of his autism and i mm-hmm. feel for a chunk of my adult life, I feel exactly like that because I play around with. I, I don't. I don't know if the word "play around" is the right word for this, but I play around identifying myself as either asexual or aromantic because mm-hmm. of my own autism. Mm-hmm. So the f- I, obviously, I've never met a lot of people who are autistic, so I never really had a conversation with them in regards to emotions of love because I also understand that autism comes in many different forms. People go through it in mm-hmm. a variety of... Um, they deal with emotions in a variety of ways. And then when I read this, yeah. I felt super validated. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. It, that's actually one of the reasons why I... Initially, I was like, what? That doesn't make sense. Why would you like conclude like just because one time... Someone said this, you think that you can't love. But like after like thinking it through, like, yeah, okay. It makes sense now because obviously people experience like their autism in different ways and that that just may be one of them. And I just like accepted it and then it made sense now. And that was one of the reasons I changed the rating. <laughs> because you you've been thinking about it a lot. <laughs> I've been thinking about it a lot, yeah. I think that, that I think that's that's important. To revise your review, I guess. Ah, uh, yeah, I guess <laughs> so. Just leaving it. But okay, yeah. what? What? So you initially thought it was just meh because of that one thing that kind of he was very obsessed no. with, or okay. That and then I, I, I guess I, I didn't really enjoy the fact that it was, um, Shimana. I guess the way the the way he was kind of lusting after after her mm-hmm. especially in the in the hammer pants and i was like what <laughs> so funny that did not do anything like yeah i'm like why <laughs> the hammer pants is the heroine which is esme right yeah esme or what's her she what's her goes, vietnamese uh, she, name? Mai? Ah, I forgot. No, Mei, Mei, Mai, Mai or Mei? I don't know. I don't know how it's pronounced. Yeah, I don't know either. Okay. But um, as Mei, she, go- she gardens in like hammer pants and like a sh- t-shirt with no bra. And then uh, whenever she bends over and Kai's like doing his exercises <laughs> and he's like, oh crap, oh crap, she's bending over. And then her butt and then like she has to start over. And I'm just like, okay, I guess. I think... 
I think <laughs> those parts are so funny to me. I know. A lot of reviewers say that's like their funniest parts. Well, for me, I'm like, okay, I guess. <laughs> well, why didn't you think it was funny? I think it's absolutely hilarious because hammer pants are so out of fashion right now. Yeah, I guess because of that. I guess I'm just like, I just wanted it to be a sexy moment, but it was instead a funny moment. And I just, I don't know. I guess that's the difference in taste, I would say. What I wanted, what mm. I expected, and what I got. Yeah. It's not really like def- an against for the book. It's, it's just like, yeah. it's not for me. It definitely mm. isn't as sexy as the first book, for sure. Oh, definitely. Like, he loses yeah. um his... Oh, wait, this is all spoilers, but, like, he loses his virginity, right? And yeah. it was not the best of times for Esme. Like, she she w- she had a horrible time at it, and they had to work it out. That was really fun for me, though, that yeah. part. That, that was really good. I think um, it was interesting that it's played from a male perspective. Like, I don't read a lot of romance, so I'm not sure if this is something that's ever in a romance genre where the man is really working towards pleasuring the woman. But oh, it does, yeah. It does? A, okay, a, but a I thought it was points, yeah. very interesting, this person who is... Well, how old was yeah, he? Like, 30? 30, yeah. That's the that's the one of the main differences. Usually, like, the ma- the male hero, he has to learn how to pleasure some uh, the, the heroine, and it's kind of, like, more of um, individualistic instead of, like, the whole actual thing where mm-hmm. he has to learn about orgasms usually the male the hero the hero is has just to learn like how the heroine likes to get her how to get the heroine off instead of just mm. like what is an orgasm <laughs> right i liked it i like the book yeah. <laughs> i liked it how, how many stars did you give it uh, i gave it four stars first read mm. yeah did you reread I- it um, I think I reread some parts because there was some mm. stuff that I didn't really. I think I'm. I might have lost, lost it, <laughs> some somewhere in the middle. Okay. Yeah, I can't remember what, but there was one thing where a plot was happening, and I was like, oh, "Wait a minute, when did that happen?" And I think like I flipped through it again. Hmm. Yeah. I, I think it did fall fall um meh. Towards in while they're at it, while they're like after they've got together, and I'm just like, okay, I yeah. guess I guess they're having a lot of sex. Yeah, okay. I agree. I think and that I part like zoned was, out. Yeah, I think that part was where I was a bit confused because uh, it felt like it was like jumping through something too quickly when you mm, could like a time jump, but like yeah, you know. What's it called? What what are those called? Like uh, in a in TV and movies where they like oh a montage <laughs> like a montage. Yeah, it, I think there were some chapters that was like very montagey for sure. Mm. It wasn't mm. my thing. Oh, you don't like montages? I I guess not that way. I guess I'm just like bored because they're they're just like having sex. Maybe I just wanted Juan a lot. I I want more Juan, more Juan in his life, more. Yeah, he Juan was really good in this book. I love Juan. Like, I love so him. Much. Yeah. Um. There was one point where after um Esme and Kai had sex for the first time, and then the next day he went to Juan's place, and then they were giving him and Michael, who was the hero in the first book, yeah. was giving him advice. I think I read that part like five oh, times because it was so funny. Same. 
It's so funny. Oh my god, and they call it Michael. <laughs> it's so stupid. I love it. Um, do you have any books that you want to talk about? Hey, 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 um, wait, before we move on. What, what, um, what, what? I, I didn't finish the Quran for Ramadan. Oh, <laughs> <gasps> dear. <laughs> okay. But it's okay. We'll, we'll work it. on it, I guess. Okay. Okay, anyway, okay. I actually do have have uh, two books, actually, that I wanted to talk about. Books? The first is, okay. They're actually both by the, like, the same author. Mm-hmm. They're by Sarah Manning. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one is Unsticky. Ew, what a name. Uh, and... I know, but it is literally the best book I have ever read, um, possibly in the past three months, I would say. What genre is it? It's, it's, uh, it would be considered chiclet, I guess. Okay. The sexist part of, um, yeah. Anyway, keep keep talking. (laughs) I just don't like um, the word chiclet, that's all. I know, but like I don't know how else. Like, what is it then? If it's not romance, if it's not called chiclet, classic. What is that genre called? A classic? Yeah. Are you sure? No, of course not. I'm kidding. <laughs> exactly. So it's called Unsticky by Sarah Manning. Um, it's basically about this girl Grace who is like a low-level worker in a fashion magazine, and like she becomes a mistress to hmm. this like super rich um art dealer. Um, in London, and basically, it is everything, every fucking thing that I wanted out of Fifty Shades of Grey. All right. It was Fifty Shades of Grey before Fifty Shades of Grey, and it was literally the best book ever. <laughs> I want to say like the best book ever because I really, I really love it. I really love it. Are you recommending it? I to think me? it deals a lot. Um, I, I would, I would actually, I think, yeah, okay. because I think it's, it's like. Um, I do think that it has some issues with like feminism wise because they all it do, is though. about her. They all do, of course. But like about like particularly this one because he basically if you're talking fifty shades, you're talking about um um what's his name? Grey, um basically molding what's her name <laughs> into Anastasia. like this woman that he wants. <laughs> Anastasia, whatever, right? <laughs> but this one, um, Vaughn, the hero, he kind of not that he molds in a way, he does mold Grace into, like, this kind of uh, woman that he needs for his business and stuff. Mm. But it's also about her growing into what she can. Mm-hmm. And, oh, so um, there's no forcing that? There are, um, no, there's definitely no forcing okay. up in it involved. Like, they're mm. very attracted to each other. But Vaughn has some issues. but And then they'll kind of, like, work it out. It's, it's really nice. Okay. It's really nice. I totally recommend it. I, I like, gave it like five stars. I like that you call this book that's about mistresses really nice as a review. I know. Yeah. No, literally. It, I think it's so nice. I I don't know. I'm just like blown away by it. The writing is very good. I was just like okay. hooked. Okay. I'll have, okay. A, I'll, and then, I'll have a read. Okay. The other one? Okay. Yes. <laughs> the other one is You Don't Have to Say You Love Me, which is also by Sarah Manning. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's basically about this woman who... Uh, who was fat before and who was like um, he, she lost a lot of weight but she still deals with like she still wants to lose weight mm-hmm. and she thinks that a size 10 is what she needs to be before she meets the love of her life or so she thinks mm-hmm. so, so she she has a practice relationship 
oh, with this guy right. who, who's a total um i would call a man whore i guess uh. he just he, he likes sleeping around and it, i think it deals with a lot of uh stuff like body issues really 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 well I, I was like, this is too much. This this hits too close. I guess, yeah. It was it was really good. This sounds <laughs> like a... a fat version of the Kiss Coitiant. <laughs> I would say yes, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah, I think I I recommended it to Rao. Our, our Rao is our mutual friend. Um. Uh, because I recommended it to Rao as like, if you like, if you liked Kiss Coitiant. You should read. You don't have to say you love me. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. I think I think I'm more interested in the second one, but we'll see. What is it called? If sure, sure. You don't have to say you love me. <laughs> what did I say? If <laughs> you don't have to love what? me. Okay. Cool. <laughs> you don't have to say you love me. Yeah. Cool. 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 It's super great. Yeah. Any books do you want to talk about? Um. So I read a book called "I Was Your Girl" by Mary. If, no, if I was your girl, that's what I was thinking. Um. I read a book called If I Was Your Girl by Meredith Russo, which is mm-hmm. a story about um, a girl who had to move to another school because mm-hmm. uh, she's transsexual. Mm. So she turned when she uh, she took a year off from school and then moved to a different school. And then like, it was really interesting because throughout the whole time I was reading this book, I wasn't sure if I was really into it, but because it was so easy to read, I just kept going, you know, like... I can I can finish this I guess like since I need to finish something anyway, and then like wow okay yeah so I powered through it. It's basically almost a, a very atypical story of high school and love until up to the point where obviously there's gonna be a point where she gets revealed that she was once a boy, and then mm. it hit me <laughs> that part when um someone revealed that she's a boy, like there's just my stomach just dropped then i realized i'm actually hooked with this book completely oh well yeah. oh my god yeah i think i gave isn't it that the best though sorry isn't that the best though when you're just like reading and like oh it's okay it's okay and then you realize <gasps> yeah oh my god oh my god i completely yeah. sympathize with this person i didn't realize yeah. i was sympathizing <laughs> with her but i think it's what i thought was really interesting was throughout the whole book while i was reading it's like I was like, this is like just a normal story of a teenager. And that's what it is. Like transsexuals or Mm. whatever gender you identify with, they live their life with whatever identity they identify as. That's not the only thing about them. They lead normal lives too. I thought that was really interesting for me to realize. I mean, I know it, but the thing like, because the almost mundanity of the book made me realize mm. further that, you know, people are just people. Lah. Um, another book I'm reading right now is called Happy Fat by Sophie Hagen, who's a mm-hmm. really wonderful comedian. And um, she she's written about uh, fat phobia in our society right now. And I thought it was just going to be stories about, um, you know, like I read a lot of books about um, from comedians and usually when they're mm-hmm. talking about like specific issues they're talking about their life and just stories of their life but with Sophie's book she is so well researched there's so much like scientific data in it and yeah I really enjoy it and also I borrowed it from the library which I really love <laughs> what, what is it a, what is it though what the book about then, yeah what is it about then it's about fat phobia 
the problems oh, of right, fat phobia okay. in the world right now and uh, it's about oh. capitalism and then um body image and um she did put in her introduction that this book is especially for fat people but if you feel like she does encourage other people to read it too and i think it is super mm-hmm. accessible because the stories that she does share in the book they're really painful stories about a person who's fat and then um at one point her pe teacher made her undress because she was so ashamed of her body <gasps> and just take off her clothes in front of her pe class which is like it's kind of gross horrible. like it's horrible but that's, that's the thing like a lot of fat people have to go through something like that you know so mm. i do recommend the book um yeah i, I d- definitely recommend it Noted. Do you have it on your Goodreads? No. It's from. You don't? Oh, right. No, I do have it. I I just uh, marked it as currently reading this morning. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I will find it. Should we move on to. Because we've been talking for like 20 minutes. Oh my God, we have. Yeah. Most of it was the bride test. Yeah, that's true. It just felt like we were talking for like one minute about it. Yeah. Okay. Um, Genre talk. Welcome to Genre Talk. Uh, we don't have a genre this week. We don't have a genre this week, but we are talking about um, this tweet uh, tweet moment on, on Twitter, obviously, mm-hmm. um, where people share their literary hot takes. Yeah. Um, you want to start? Are you asking me? Because I can't hear you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, sure. I would love to start. I think that um, they should stop teaching plays in literature classes. Dun, dun, dun. I don't know if that's a hot take, okay. but I think it might be a hot take for maybe people teaching literature. I really think maybe. they should stop teaching you it. You didn't take literature, right? I took AS literature and we had one play and it was about death. What play it was, was it? Uh, I don't remember at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you yeah. like it though? Like the teaching of the play thing um the thing was i i didn't really get the chance to do that because i only came in when the um in because i went to college in the uk and like Mm -hmm. there are two semesters uh i only came in for the second semester basically i missed the whole first semester and so i didn't learn about the play i had to learn it like uh what do you call it when you learn something after on your own <laughs> after everything on my own <laughs> what was it something so, yeah. study it was i was gonna say liberal studies I but i know it's not liberal studies <laughs> it's not okay maybe it's like uh, i had to study it by myself basically okay and wait. i have i have no literature thing before that wait so you no only idea. took the class for one semester yeah did you not have AS. any play for oh yeah as not a levels okay yeah. So, so what did AS, what'd you learn so during the second semester? The second half was the second semester was all about the novel part because we were learning about um, AS is all about World War One. Oh. And so we learned. Um, I completely missed the the play and then the poetry parts. And then mm. by the time I got to the second semester, it was only about the novel. What novel and did you? I read? have. N- Again, I have no idea. What the hell? <laughs> Where were you? I don't the remember. Whole time? I d- I don't remember. I it was ages ago, and mm. um, it was like, uh, yeah, I had no prior experience with poetry or 
World War One or please. And I, it was just a terrible, terrible time for me where I basically flunked that class. I remember a U. I remember all of the books that we read for English literature. <laughs> And it's amazing that you don't what remember yours hell? at all. Yeah, because we did a, okay, we did plays, um, which was the Glass Menagerie, um, and then mm. the Shakespeare play. We had a Comedy of Errors, and then Antony and Cleopatra. Mm-hmm. Antony and Cleopatra, I really really enjoyed because it's quite funny and dra- dramatic at the same time. And then for the novels, we were at Wuthering Heights, White Sargasso Sea. Uh, for the first year, I don't remember what novel we read, but I remember it was an African novel post um colonialism but i don't think anyone in my class actually liked that book very much because it was very difficult to understand there's also that culture gap and most of us didn't go through decolonization process so none of us knew what the hell was happening mm-hmm. yeah but i remember like reading white sargasso sea and comedy of errors and um comedy of errors by shakespeare i remember my teacher uh, mr jones was teaching it to us and he's like this is really funny this is really funny and we'd be like what the fuck it's not funny because we're just reading it because plays are meant to be watched not mm-hmm. meant to be read yeah okay i guess i guess i understand that because like i when i was reading it by myself with like basically no support <laughs> system like what what is going on <laughs> like I was just like, what? What is the point of this? I yeah. cannot imagine what this is, how it sounds like, or anything. I think maybe lit classes yeah. or lit lit teachers don't really know how to teach plays well because, like I said, it's something that you should be watching and not reading. And like, regardless how you try to tone yourself when you read it, like you change your tone and stuff like that, it's a conversation. And if you read different people's parts. Like one line, this person's part, one line is another person's part. You can't just act through those two characters because your mind can't really shift that quickly. At least my mind doesn't. I don't know if other people's do. Um, You can't really shift that quickly for you to be able to understand it. We tried Mm. with the Glass Menagerie. I remember we tried acting it out in class, but people still don't know what the hell was happening. Yeah, um, I I can't. I still don't know how to, how to read Shakespeare stuff mm. like that. I like reading. I don't understand the language. At I all. think you would like reading Shakespeare's sonnets. What's that? His poetry, <laughs> like literally uncultured. His poetry. His poetry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, because I find them honestly probably the best love poetries ever. They're really beautifully written, mm. but. If you give me his plays, I have mm. no idea how to get into it. But I did enjoy reading Antony and Cleopatra because, honestly, I think it was one of his more simpler plays. And it was mm-hmm. so gripping and so dramatic. And I guess it was written well for me to be able to understand it. But for a lot of plays, I just don't understand any of it. Mm. Wah, wah, wah. I, I still haven't picked up like a playbook. Maybe we should try. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna like maybe we should try. I was gonna suggest something, and then I realized I have no idea (laughs) what to read. The last play I read was one called Party by Tom Basden. That I read it like I think maybe ten years ago, which is about a 
a group of students deciding to form a political party. And Mm -hmm. it's really funny, but only because I say that only because they turn it into a radio play. And it's like one of my favorite radio plays ever because it is so funny. But when I read it, I'm like, this would have been better with so-and-so as the actor. Mm. Yeah. Okay. What's your hot take? My hot take um, is that cookbooks are better heard (laughs) about than read. (laughs) What do you mean heard about? (laughs) So, um, (coughs) sorry. So, um... You and I both listen to the Bon Appetit podcast, uh-huh. right? Which is basically a food podcast. I'm um, talking about food, and sometimes the the editors themselves they come out with the with cookbooks, their own cookbooks, mm-hmm. and they talk about like their cookbooks and like so passionately, and it's like super freaking interesting about why they did this, why they do that, and uh-huh. like they give some recipes and stuff like that, like while while they're talking, but um. I borrowed when uh, my friends, um, she bought uh, Indianish, which is like one of the right. recipe books. Uh, and I was like, ooh, I want to read it. And then it was, no, it was not <laughs> something that I would want to read at all. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Cookbooks are meant to be leafed through, I guess. It makes sense, right? I don't know. Like, whenever um, Priya Krishna, right? That's the writer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, whenever Priya, Priya talks yeah. about her cookbook on the web on the YouTube channel as well as on the podcast, I was like super grip at whatever she was saying. But you're right, every exactly. time I flick through any cookbook, I just I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know. Yeah, some people like really enjoy it, right? I my sister-in-law buys a lot of cookbooks and she goes through them and but then I I for me, I just flip it and look at the pictures. Yeah, I look at the pictures and then like maybe the recipes and that's it. And, I, and there is no feeling at all towards no feeling. the cookbook. And yeah, I'm like, oh my God, this cookbook, five stars. I have no fucking idea how yeah. to do that. I think maybe we just don't know how to read cookbooks. Maybe, but we did try one cookbook, which hey, I hey. guess we'll talk about we'll later. We'll talk about that later. You tried, I yeah, didn't. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. I Yeah, <laughs> I tried. <laughs> okay. Any other hot uh, takes? Do you have another hot take? Wait, let me see. Oh, I have one. Oh, okay, you go first. I think that sometimes the movie is definitely better than the book. Ooh, interesting. <laughs> what 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 is this in reference to? What mov- What movie? I would think, like, the, um, some comic book movies, like, Batman mm. does work really well on screen. Yeah, but that's... Um, sorry. The Godfather is one. Sorry, sorry. Okay, can we move on to Batman? Can yeah, we yeah. move backward to Batman? That's not yeah, okay. a fair thing to say because there's, like, five different versions of Batman out now. That's why I as think the it's comic better book. than, like, that. Yeah, that's why I think it's better on screen for... Huh. That you're not, like, keeping track of things. That's why I think sometimes it's better. In certain situations where you want it to be like in continuity, you just want that shit. One series, you're done. But if you're like the comic books, there's different. Yeah. There's one like apparently really good one right now that's out, which is written by Tom King. Um, Mm -hmm. I really want to borrow it from the library at some point. Is it available at your library? I I think so... I haven't checked it. Let me check. 
Batman. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. Yep. It's available. Nice. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Mm. Mm. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. So what are the Godfather? I didn't know Godfather was a book. It's a series. Yeah. Oh. It was, a, okay. it was an adapted thing. I Before I, I watched the Godfather, well, before I decided to watch the Godfather, I mm. decided like, well, the book is totally going to be better than the movie. Whatever. <laughs> Bitch, oh, you were right. wrong. It was kind of very bad. Right. It, yeah, it's not as gripping, I would say, as like The Godfather. I don't know any book that I find less enjoyable. But I think I, I might have a few, but I can't think of any right now. But mm. I remember watching The Hunger Games thinking that it is on par with the books. Nice. Yeah. I don't know if I have any books that are like on par, movies that are on par with the books, honestly. Right. Huh. No, yeah, but I do, I, I agree with you that I don't think all books are necessarily better than the movie mm. because there are a lot of bad books out there being turned into movies. <laughs> a lot of them. Um, Apparently that's like an wa- industry thing now, you know? What is? Where they like kind of put up books to be like, and then they engineer it. Uh, and then it's a, it's a books, but like they're meant to be turned into movies. Huh? It. Yeah. What the hell? Isn't that really weird? But also that's a very strange. Scheme. Yeah. But at one point, um, Everyone was picking up the whole dystopia YA um, mm. with Hunger Games and then the Maze Runner and then the Divergent books. And then mm. none of them did as well as um, the Hunger Games. Yeah. Because I think they it was super oversaturated by then. <laughs> yeah, three, three YA dystopia uh, is yeah. too dystopia too much. <laughs> I agree. Um, yeah, because... Um, and like right now... There are so many books that are from YA that I I can't even catch up with what's out and what's not. And mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure any book that you read now from YA genre can be turned into a film. But I really want, right, the Dave About Trilogy to be made into a TV show. <laughs> a TV show is actually really fucking perfect. Right, yeah. Oh I my agree. god, because they, they go, I bet they can go on so many fucking adventures every fucking oh. episode. Yeah, like eight episodes, one hour each. I think it's perfect. Yes, and then like three seasons or five. Yes, I, don't know. I agree. Three seasons is, is enough, honestly. Three seasons are great. Did you watch um, The Umbrella Academy? I didn't. <laughs> okay, no, that's fine. We don't have to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I don't know. I don't know if we should or if we should. And I have a lot of opinions <laughs> about okay. it. Uh, anyway, um, do I have any other hot take? Okay, I do. I have one. I think Catcher in the Rye is really overrated. I forgot which one. Oh, wait. Is this the, is this the guy? Holden Caulfield? The Holden? Right. Fucking yeah. hell. Fucking whiny as hell. Did not finish that book. I think that book is really targeted towards um, boys. <laughs> With, like, angst? It's not just the angst. I think it doesn't realize how problematic he is as a character. And then a lot of people are like, Holden Caulfield is so cool. And I'm like, so fucking he relatable. is a twat. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck is this person? I don't like him. <laughs> yeah. I really think it's overrated. Like, I bought the book a few years ago. And maybe I read it too old of an age, but I just honestly didn't care for it. That's my Does that take. happen? Like, do you, do you, like, um, like, do you think you're too old for something? Yeah, I think so. Because I remember reading Perks... Perks of Being a Wallflower mm-hmm. um, when I was a teenager, and I kind of enjoyed it. But sometimes I do wonder, like, do I really enjoy it, or am I saying this because it's a top-rated book and everyone likes it and I don't? And I guess as a teenager, I enjoyed it. And then I remember reading it when I was 21, and then I thought, I can't get into this anymore. Mm. <laughs> I just gave it away. Yeah, I do think there are some books that you might be too old for. That's true. That's fine. That's what um target ages are for, eh? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. But I do, like I said, I do read a lot of YA. Same, same. So, I don't know. I think I think we did discuss about this, that YA might be, as a genre, might be good for adults too. In that they are well-written. A lot mm. of them are well-written. Yeah. Yes, yes. Those are my own hot takes. Same. Same. Okay. We'll move on to question time. Again, I don't know how to start question time. We usually don't. We just said welcome to question time. Why are you spazzing out? Okay. Okay. Fine. Welcome to question time. Yeah. Um... (laughs) My, my question it's, it's so okay. hard not having you here with me i know i cannot see you it's i hard. cannot see you recording is also shit here i don't know why my computer is an idiot anyway you what's your question it or whatever i just bought it now i'm gonna dump it into the lake next door okay <laughs> my question to you is what mm-hmm. makes somebody a well-read person uh, great <laughs> question because um i remember when i was in b read i don't know if i talked about this actually i think i might have when i was in b read um when we were starting out we had a debate about what is a well-read person and what Mm -hmm. our modus operandi is slash was and then i was very insistent that you need to be able to read a lot in order for you to be a well-read person what is a lot meanwhile um at that point, I was reading like 30 books per year or something okay. like that. And then on the other hand, Hazira was like, I don't read as much, but I do read. <laughs> but Hazira is also like one of, uh, quite an intelligent person, I would say. Mm-hmm. So I would say, I would think she's well read too. And I'm like, then there's the others who didn't read at all. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, They're I mean, in, a, they, uh, in a book read, organization. Yeah, I know. It was really funny that this book organization have people who just doesn't read. And then, mm. no, um, they do read, but they don't read as much as I do. And they don't read, like, more than 10 books per year, probably. as Some of them read, like, once a year. And mm. I don't know what well-read means. Let me just Google what it is. Well-read definition by Google means having a lot of knowledge from reading widely slash knowledgeable. I mean, if you're reading a lot of articles, that counts as well-read too. But I would say so. Here's an interesting thing about well-read people. The idea of it anyway. Um, if a person is right-wing mm-hmm. or conservative and they're arguing with you about something, 
and you're like me, I'm left wing. And I talk to this right wing person and we're having a debate and they're very insistent and I'm very insistent. Um, does that make either of us well-read? Right. Yeah. I, that, I, that's, I don't know. That's the question, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know if I'm super left-wing. I don't think I am. But um, I do kind of, for me anyway, I do kind of see the point of what other people are trying to say, the kind of struggles that they go through. If I talk to like right-wing person, I'd be annoyed with them, but I also kind of understand where they're coming from. But I still think they're wrong. Mm, okay. Does that make me well-read? I have no idea. Do you think I'm a well-read person? I do think so. I think you're like, you read a bunch of stuff from a bunch of Yeah, but of that's not the definition of well-read though, is it? It, it, it is. It, is, it isn't, right? So I, was just like, I mean, um, not Because I was going through the, the, t- the tweets um, under the literature hot takes, right? Uh-huh. And right. one person was like, you're not a re- well-read person if you like only read a certain kind of genre, and I'm just like, "Fuck, okay, I guess." That's oh, true. Yeah, yeah, one of them, one of them actually said, and I agree with this. Um, you're not a well-read person if you only read books from the Euro-American context, and I absolutely agree with that. Oh, I totally agree. Yeah, because yeah. like, you're just you are basically ignoring half of the world. Oh, not even half. That's like maybe eighty percent of the world. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I agree with that part, um, but I kind of understand why people just don't read the rest of the world, like because they're more concentrated on the local, and that's fine. Mm, definitely, and but, I guess because even if you're not from uh-huh. Euro American places, you're mm-hmm. kind of uh, bombarded with that culture, those cultures, and you're just mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah. you're just meant to think that that's something normal yeah normal yeah yeah i agree i mean that's i guess that's a struggle that brunei is undergoing now when they say western liberalism is trying to attack the country i don't think that's the case because at the same time we do welcome it too if we don't welcome it we'd be like north korea (laughs) yeah okay Yeah. (laughs) yeah i mean but it's true like um we're not doing anything to stop it that's true. And we're just like, oh, Western liberalism. Yeah. And the funny thing about people having um, opinions about Western liberalism attacking relative cultures is that they don't understand the relativity of our culture, too. They just think that, I don't know, people just like play. We know we're talking about something completely different. That's I fine. think that. Every time people say that Western culture is attacking Asian countries in our, like, in my case, I watch a lot of Southeast Asian politics. Um, I think people just don't understand that whatever technology that you hold in your hand right now is very Western um, inspired. And I honestly think that people who say Western liberalism is trying to attack um, rel- our culture is super ignorant and also we're not doing anything to um uphold our own culture either yeah and uh yeah it's what really funny too no, we're not we don't only right. like not uphold but we also kind mm-hmm. of like ignore our own yeah. culture yeah yeah because like um here's the thing you cannot argue that western culture is bad all the way through because um these 
there are some beliefs that I think should be integrated into our own country. For instance, um, fair wages. That's oh, a definitely. fucking good idea. <laughs> and we don't have Minimum that. wage. Yeah, minimum Holy wage. We, a minimum we cannot living say, wage. Yeah, we cannot say like Western liberalism is attacking us, but we're not providing for our own people. That's really shitty. <laughs> yeah, okay. okay. People cannot survive on $300 a month. Fucking of hell. Of course not. Yeah, yeah, people barely survive with $900. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, what was your question? I don't remember now. Well read. I don't know. Well read. I don't know. I don't know if me arguing with myself just now is me being well read, but for some people, they're probably going to listen to this and be like, she's fucking ignorant. She hates Brunei. Okay. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Anyway, um, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. When do you know you cannot read? What is that cannot read? Like, do I stop reading or like, stop reading while i'm reading or like cannot read as in like you cannot read at all like you know this is the kind of time where you're like i cannot read during this time at all oh right um when i'm like super panicky Uh (laughs) so that was mostly why i didn't uh read last month because like i was like in a state of panic almost all the time every day Mm -hmm. so um like, yeah, I can't focus because obviously reading, you do need to focus on the words. <laughs> and that's why I kind of turn to comfort reads a lot because it, it is comforting and I don't need to focus too much on it. What's comfort read? A comfort read is like something that you know that is like familiar. It doesn't have to be right. a reread, but like it can be like a genre that you're super, super familiar with. So you just dive into it and know that this will happen, this will happen. Not not the hows, right. but like the plot points. And you're like, oh, okay, th- I'm good now. I think maybe that's my problem the past few months in that I'm reading books that are, that require a lot of my attention, which is why yeah. I can't, I can't seem to finish anything until I read The Bright Test and I knew I, I finished it within two days. Because exactly. not only was it gripping, it was, the language was easy, the plot mm-hmm. was easy, and sometimes you need those kind of things, I guess. Yeah, you do. I, I just need them all the time. <laughs> all right. So what's your genre then? Is it r- romance? Is that what you comfort read? Oh, yeah. I, I definitely read... Com- um, more specifically, I read uh, urban fantasy romance. Urban hmm. fantasy. Yeah, urban fantasy. Which is basically... It, which is kind of like a paranormal romance, but with more... Uh, not more vampires. More no, not, not necessarily. Uh, more uh, okay in paranormal. Oh, sorry, in paranormal romance, it's usually one book, one couple that gets together. But in urban fantasy, mm. that's not usually the case. Sometimes it's like in the third book, and then they get together, or like in the final mm. book. So yeah, right. it is more plot heavy. Would, would you be open to reading Cassandra Clare? I know we've we've talked about her. Cassandra in Clare. A, in I, I, private. <laughs> yeah. I, I've, I've tried. I've tried, I, actually. But I did which, hear which some Which one did you try? Ones. Was it the clockwork one? Yeah. Yeah, the Infernal Devices. I really, like, I really, really like those. And I think, honestly, if you read it, I think you would like it, too. Maybe, yeah. I'll probably... Yeah, I kind of forgot about it. Until you mentioned yeah. it right now, yeah. Okay, I'll try it. I mean, I mortal, tried one of their one of her other ones. But what is the other one? The other Mortal series. Instruments. 
I think that one. I tried that one, I think, and I didn't like it. Yeah, that's a really famous one. Yeah, I mean, okay. I read it until like the fourth or fifth book. And, and mm. after that, I just gave up because I think it was too much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. Um, I kind of want to know. I don't know what my comfort read is. Maybe that's what I need in order to get back into reading. But yeah. What do you, what do you, what do you read? Is, what do you go to? I don't know. That's the problem because like, I open my Kobo app and then most of the stuff there I don't really want to read. Hmm. Yeah. I think maybe, I don't know, maybe maybe I should just do a you and read whatever you're reading. Are you sure? <laughs> no, I mean like not for all of them, but uh, I don't I'm know. I'm in a historical, historical romance kick right now, so. No thanks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not that <laughs> but i'll i'll give i'll give whatever you recommend so far okay yeah you don't have to say you love me is one okay oh i thought you were gonna say tia you don't have to say you love me <laughs> like, i, was, I wasn't going to <laughs> i wasn't going to anyway we'll move on to the book club lol Okay. Welcome to um, July's book club. Woohoo! Um, the scraps of this the book club. Be <laughs> so funny. What book did 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 we Ooh. did we pick? Uh, we picked "Eat Up" by uh Ruby Tando. Uh huh. We picked it, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, I also didn't realize that I was going to be the problem with this book club. I thought whatever book that we were gonna pick. I was going to read them all. Oh my god, she Dia is... was so freaking confident. She was like, "Well, I'm going to read everything you recommend." And I'm just like, mm-hmm, "Okay." Yeah, then. and Nora was like, "Oh, I don't know if I can commit." And then yeah, exactly. I'm the problem here. This is the second book where I didn't finish it. I also didn't open it at all. I didn't even buy it. You didn't? No, Girl. I didn't. Because, okay, I was told I was moving to Australia in, what, March, April? Yeah. And then after that, I just stopped reading. You did. <laughs> yeah. And then I only, like, only start getting into the groove of reading, like, two weeks ago. And hmm. I did not bother with this particular book because you told me that you didn't like it. I, yeah, I, do not blame me for it. <laughs> No, but I do listen to whatever you say, okay? <laughs> this is proof. I, I, I literally don't. Um, I don't like it. I don't like this book. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because... Um, okay, first of all, I picked this book because I thought it was going to be a book regarding our relationship with food. Especially yeah, same. I was because Ruby, I think... I, might, I don't know if this is true or not, but I think she's had um, eating disorder before this. Mm. Maybe, I don't know, but I, I don't know. This is like at the back of my mind. And I thought it was going to be about that. And I remember seeing the book with Manisha, I think like last year, and we were like, oh, I want to read that book because it seems like really interesting in mm. terms of our relationship with food. And then you told me. Also, I saw this book at Kinokunia in Singapore uh-huh. at the self-help area. And then you told me that it turns out it's a cookbook. It's, it's a, uh, it's, it's half a cookbook and half a self-help book, which right. makes it not a good book, I would say. Right. Because I think it tries to be like two things at once. 
and like so and it's it a might co- be too much yeah it's a collection basically it's a collection of short essays um that has no like connectiveness to each other and if you compare it like to mm. to like the only other self-help book that I've, I've i've ever read which is like the body is not an apology which like all of the it's like each chapter is a thread that keeps on going but mm-hmm. like, for this one it's like um one top one so i have it on my kindle right now and so it's about hungry human bodies and then you are what you eat and emotional eating and it's like it's it doesn't really connect to each other and if you read like i read i think two three chapters now um you will literally forget what if you're on one chapter you will literally forget what happens in the what happened in the previous chapter and what she was talking about do you think that was intentional though i don't know but it is mostly a collection of short essays that have no no i don't know i wouldn't say not no relevance but but there's no like sambungan what is that in english mm-hmm continuity yeah that's it i did enjoy a bit about the emotional eating where you're like yeah where she says like you are we eat our feelings lest our feelings eat us and i'm like wow Uh. yeah this book has a lot of quotable sentences but they are just that mostly they're like a lot of you know how like when you read something and you're like whoa, this is such a quote, as in, like, this is something that people would quote a lot about, but you mm-hmm. you have no feeling towards it, like, no emotional impact from that quote. It just sounds really nice. Yeah, a lot of the writing right. is like that. It sounds really nice, but it doesn't land. Huh. Also, okay. um, yeah, the, the food that she talks, like, the recipes, they don't, appeal to me at all and mo- that's fine because I'm not that target I guess because I don't eat western food a lot like Is, did she was she mostly stuff. doing we were just talking about tomatoes this morning what are you talking about you don't eat tomato based stuff I d- you say you, you know, use I... half a tomato when you cook yeah as in masa- sambal <laughs> 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 there is no sambal in this book, you know. I only use tomatoes for sambal. <laughs> hey, um, tomato sauce is their sambal, okay? Sure, whatever. <laughs> There's like a bunch of here that's called like stew and then uh, like beef stew, but like none of it is appealing to me. And there's some. Why don't you try it anyway? You might like it. I, no, I don't know. Yeah. Hey, how much is like a kilo of beef in Brunei? I have no idea actually, but they're you know expensive. How much it is here? I think it's like six dollars something. Oh something. really? Is it six dollars for a kilo? Are you sure? Because I think it it's depends more on the. Than that. It, it depends on the cut, isn't? Doesn't it? Uh, okay, minced beef. Minced beef is quite cheap. I think it's like four. No, it's not. What is it then? Is that five hundred grams? I bought very then? expensive. No, 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 a kilo. Yeah, I don't know. It's four dollars, five hundred grams then. Probably. Yeah. Because. Like I bought, <laughs> keep we're talking about food now. It's I fine. Bought, I bought minced lamb yesterday, and it cost me four dollars. That's super fucking cheap. That is so cheap, right? And then like I was so surprised by it because I thought it was gonna be twelve dollars, but I remember buying like a kilo in Brunei. Maybe because it was at Super Safe. I don't really know, but I think everywhere else. Why do you buy to. stuff at Super Safe like meat? You don't have to buy meat at Super Safe. <laughs> Eh, bitch, it's cleaner there, okay? Which means I don't have to clean it as much, okay? 
Okay. And then like, it was like $12 or something. 16 maybe. Oh, was it like Prime anyway. or something? No, it was minced beef. <laughs> yeah, never buying stuff from Super Safe ever again. Sure. But anyway, yeah, maybe you should try cooking somewhere for food and then get back to us about <laughs> whether yeah. you, whether, yeah. What the fuck is a gherkin? Like, stuff like that. Like, I don't know these eh, foods. It's a pickle, ba, hey. It's a what? It's a pickle. It's a pickle? I don't eat pickles. <laughs> eh, do you eat, like, cheeseburger at McDonald's? Yeah, I take out the pickles. Oh, God, hater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, isn't that more, like, language problem if you can't understand a gherkin? <laughs> One... And that none of these are familiar to me. Like, what am I going to cook a damn gherkin with? Okay, wait, wait. Chuba, um, can you list, like, maybe seven types of food that she listed out? Uh, okay, let me just find... I'm, I'm trying to find them. I'm trying to find the freaking recipes. So, a gherkin is one. <laughs> <laughs> That's easy. I can do that. What's a beef... What kind of a beef stew? What is a beef stew in, like, if you Malay it? If we put it in Malay. Daging rabus. Is it? That's it? You know, like, daging kunyit is basically a beef stew. Is it? Yeah. Mm. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's just just like, did you hate this book because of language barrier? I think so. Yeah, a lot of it is that. But also, she does talk about, like, the body and, like, her and like relationship with food like in a bit but yeah that's mostly why i don't like it um Um, and like blueberries the first the first chapter i think is about Mm. like fucking blueberries and i'm just Mm. like i don't fucking care about blueberries (laughs) yeah uh, no blackberries my bad oh god Uh. i don't even know what because she describes yeah. like, how they if, taste and if how she was they talking about blueberries i'd care but if she's talking about blackberries i don't care <laughs> yeah i don't even know what the fuck blackberries look like they're like raspberries except they're black really wow okay yeah it's yeah. so interesting talking to you a person who knows a lot about food <laughs> Yeah, I know a lot about like local food. If, I guess you would say, uh-huh. but like in in and also mostly if they're in Malay. If you talk to me about Malay food, but like you describe them in English, I'm like, what is that? Uh-huh. Today I learned that tamarind is Asam Jawa. Can you believe? Uh, oh, tamarind, yeah. Wait, I, n- what? I didn't know Today that. Today she just learned about tamarind. Yeah, I just learned that tamarind is Asam Jawa. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe you should write your own book about food. Not the book that you're writing, but like... I know, yeah. The journey, I, I have, yeah. Journey, I guess, yeah, I know. I want to try, but... That's the journey of a to. person who recently had to start cooking for herself. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. It's been five years. Five, six, six years since I've had to cook for myself. <laughs> oh, five years. Yeah. What else do you want to rant about this book? That's it. I don't have a lot to say about it because there isn't much to it. Anyway, the reason why we named this podcast, I cannot believe we're just saying this now. Uh, The book club haters book club is because we did, but also we have a problem with commitment. We do. We do. But we'll try to get like 
books that are more in line with what we want to read. Like the ones that we've actually like the genres and stuff that we actually enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so for so. August, Bismillah, mudanta we read this book. <laughs> No, I definitely, I'm, I'm definitely gonna read this book because I really like the author. Mm. So for August, we're reading *The Bird King* by G. Willow Wilson. Woohoo! I'm excited. Who is the creator of *Miss Marvel*? Wow. Yeah, the Muslim superhero. Mm. I'm looking forward. Yeah. Miss Marvel. Have you read this? The Bird King? No, not yet. But I've read her other books and I've read Miss Marvel and I read her other book before this, Alif the Unseen, which is also about Jin. But this book is really well reviewed and I know that she's a really good writer. So mm-hmm. hopefully I'll have the mood to read this. Yeah. Or like if you don't finish it, at least you'll have something to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, come on. You don't out me like that. <laughs> no, I definitely will read this. I think. Okay. Hopefully, if I don't get too busy in the next month, we'll see. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. That's our oh, episode then. That's our episode. Yeah, follow us on Twitter. <laughs> at we are at Book Club Haters on Twitter. Yeah, that's it. And follow songkitalliance.com. Right, we're under Songkit now. Hello, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> anyway, until next month. Bye.